You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from NASCAR capital of the entire world, Austin, Texas, and I am joined by a different co-host today instead of Dakota. I have Colton. Welcome back. Longtime friend of the show. Has the coolest shirt ever that I will kill for. Yeah, bring it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Colton. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Thanks for having me. What's up? It's Chairgate, and coming at you live... Rock flag and eagle. So I know we are a little bit early on this episode a little bit late and a little bit early oddly enough a little bit late because it is a monday and that's because my usual co-host dakota was at the race at the coke 600 so we were like all right we'll just push it to monday um i'm not working today colton here is not working today he is knows a little bit more about indie cars so i was like he'll be a good guest and then of course dakota's on vacation with his family and he couldn't do it until late. So I was like, let's just go ahead and knock this out. By the way, happy Memorial Day to all. It's actually Memorial Day today, right? Like they didn't yeah. just like, okay. Yep. Okay. So happy Memorial Day. There you go. I, I have my my grandfather's World War II flag. So oh, yeah. nice and patriotic here on this show. All I have are my fancy red, white, and blue Miller Lite cans. Yeah. You know, and I just have, well, I mean, granted, I have like the patriotic looking koozie but core is just nothing i don't know just regular. i know uh, they got the sunglasses on them now oh yeah the chill thing mm -hmm. I'm like, okay I, I, eh, it's a little much yeah. um it is 3 30 here and 2 30 there like 2 37 mm -hmm. to be exact but regardless of time zone it is officially five o'clock for the podcast so 
Oh, yeah. Cheers. We'll start drinking uh, for Memorial Day. Here's to Memorial Day. Am I slamming this? or? I'm not going to if you want to. Good luck. Uh, might do it later. <laughs> Founder. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Colton, thanks for coming on. Like I said, I wanted to have you on specifically to kind of bring your knowledge to the show about IndyCar racing because I have no knowledge. But okay. first, before we get into that, that'll make up a bulk of this episode, the Coke 600, the Indy 500. What is a crown jewel? You know, what qualifies? First, I like to talk rumors because that's always a fun topic. And continuing from last week into this week, the biggest rumor going on in NASCAR, I mean, I would say, I, I don't know if you have a different one we can talk about, but the biggest rumor I can think about that everyone keeps bringing up is Brad Kozlowski. Is Brad Kozlowski going to the six car? Is he going to be a team owner? Um, I, I don't know if there's much more updates on the story other than just it really seems like that's going to happen based on how he answered the questions. He was like cheesing, yeah. saying like, I don't know. I can't yeah. say. Yeah, I can't tell you guys yet. Yeah. Legally, I can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, that's definitely what it seems like. And according to Pockers, I mean, the deal is pretty much all but confirmed. Um, so chances are that's probably going to happen. Right. And Nathan, you got it wrong. You're here for the ice cold beers and hot takes presented hey. by Yeti. So thank Yeti you. Yeti does Nathan. keep them ice cold. They do keep them ice <laughs> yeah, cold, yeah. baby. Um, so yeah, it definitely seems like Brad Kozlowski, like this is going down. I'm sure they're just going over, you know, the legalities, the situation, because he's not just going to yeah. be a driver. From what I understand, he's going to be a team owner. Um, so I'm sure a lot goes into that. And I'd like to hear what, if this does go through, what kind of stake he's going to have in the company, um, whether it be a 50, 50, whether he's only going to own 10%, you know? Right. Um, I think that's, that's a huge key that people are kind of overlooking here is because I could be part owner of the Mets. If I had $2,000, I could own a 1% stake, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think he'll probably get a little bit better than you would get into the Mets, but right. I mean, fair. I, I, I do agree. It is going to be interesting to see how much, because there are, is already multiple ownership in that team. Right. I mean, that's where the name yeah. comes from. Roush Fenway Racing. I mean, so yeah. what are they even going to call it? Roush Fenway Kislowski Racing, the worst team name of all time. And uh, it, it makes me think of either or the, or the Roush or the Fenway getting out of it. Um, or is Kislowski going to take up a bigger stake and just they're going to rebrand the team kind of like 2311 um, where they don't have a name, so to speak. They just have the numbers. Um, it could be something. I don't just a random you know, like Thor Sport is kind of just a random kind of name. Granted, it does tie into the team owner's name. I would say, though, specifically Roush and Kozlowski have big names in the racing community, specifically right. NASCAR uh, with Kozlowski. So I would almost want to keep at least those names part of it. I know Kozlowski is not a good name to have on like a team name. It doesn't really flow well, but right. I, you can't get rid of Roush. You know what I mean? Like that name is just synonymous with team ownership in nascar so right it, it, it will be interesting to see how they try to rebrand this and um there you go drink a beer drink i'll drink a beer four for of me, them Gold. oh okay i got the tall boys so I'll yeah catching up. yeah pounders so yeah i think that's a really interesting aspect of the story that we're not hearing a lot of rumors about of like how much of the ownership he's going to get because i don't think that's going to be something they'll discuss until the deal is done 
Um, right, right. What is interesting and what a lot of people are speculating and even people are asking questions about is, number one, Ryan Newman. If this deal is actually going through, mm-hmm. like it sounds like it is, it seems fairly certain that Ryan Newman is out of that ride. I mean, he was asked yeah. the question by, I think, Bob Pockeris, um, if I'm not mistaken. One of yeah. those guys, Matt and Weaver, Bob Pockeris, Jeff Gluck, one of those many people. Right, one of the famous ones. Right. Yeah. Uh, Newman seemed to kind of, I mean, not necessarily be oblivious to it, but kind of assure that his he still sees his future with Roush. So I'm wondering if, I don't know, maybe they opened to a, thir- a three-car team or maybe they just haven't filled him in on the stuff yet. Um, I definitely see if Keselowski moves over going to the six, but they could also open up one of the other numbers that they've had in the past being the 97, the 26, you know, I definitely see that as a, yeah, a it, it seems like a possibility, but I just feel like that would already have been rumored because so many teams right now keep rumoring, like who's adding another car, you know, the 2311 is the biggest one where they're like, Oh, we're, we're adding another car, you know, junior, uh motorsports so like are are you coming to cup i haven't heard anything from roush any rumors that they'll be adding another car and i don't know if they will i mean that that team has been struggling for a while and i think getting mm-hmm. kozlowski on is kind of their last ditch attempt to come back uh what i was interested in when he was when newman was asked that question he was kind of taken off guard saying that you know he he uh what he still hasn't accomplished what he wanted to accomplish in that ride. My question is like, okay, what's the longevity of your career here? Because I mean, how much longer do we need to give you to accomplish something in that ride? Because I don't mean right. to be a dick. Like I respect Ryan Newman as a driver, but he's had he's been in that car for three years now. This is the third season. Um, he's had I think four top five finishes. Right. I mean, obviously I mean, you haven't accomplished it. Yeah, but. and you can argue the equipment for at least his first season in there. Um, but, I mean, we're seeing this year how good Busher is doing in that equipment. Exactly. It, yep. It's really kind of putting a bad image on Newman. And, I mean, to Junior's point that he's made several times over, like drivers don't always get to go out on their terms. A lot of times the sport is going to tell you when you're done. Right. And I'm wondering if this isn't going to be Ryan Newman's time that the sport says, hey, you're no longer needed here. I could see that uh, uh, for Newman because he's always been a driver that's been a good driver, very respected, but he was never going to contend for a championship. I mean, I, I yeah, if he I didn't get think... it in 2003, he wasn't right. going to get one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's famous for being hard to pass. You know, he plays defense, which is really important. But at the same time, he's not famous for getting the wins and that's okay. Uh, he's fairly consistent. You know, he did, he did okay at RCR, even though technically, Austin Dillon outran him at his end of his RCR career. And right. then Austin Dillon continued to outrun him even when Newman left to go to Roush, which kind of surprised me because I knew RCR had bad equipment. Uh, so maybe Newman keeps getting stuck in poor equipment, which is fair. But, you know, I mean, come on, Newman. <laughs> like, if they have a shot at Brad Kozlowski in that ride, they're taking it. He's a championship driver. In the same amount of time that Ryan Newman has been in that ride, and this is the third season. He's only had four top five finishes. Brad Kozlowski's had eight wins. I mean, I right. get it's a different equipment, but Brad Kozlowski's a different driver. He is a championship right. driver. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think Ryan Newman's saving grace would be 2311 opening up a second car, moving Kurt Busch over, because that would open up a cup ride in the one car. Um, and I don't see 
I mean, Grant, you can make arguments for a ton of the Xfinity guys to move up, but I don't see a ton of them signing to CGR in the next in the near future. Um, so maybe Newman does. I mean, if everything falls through perfectly, get one more season in the one car. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I said a couple episodes ago, I think when we first brought up this rumor, you know, what would happen to Newman? I was like, Newman's a guy that's going to kind of come and go in NASCAR, I think, just because he mm -hmm. is a consistent driver. He's a veteran. If a team, Daytona 500, right? A team gets some sponsorships and they want to run a car, you call up Ryan Newman, you know, if he doesn't have a ride. That's a perfect person to put in a car because you're like, he might get us a top 15 finish with shit equipment because he's right. good enough, you know? He's he's a veteran. He's been around. He knows how to drive a car. So I see Ryan Newman as a guy that, although he might be out of this ride, I don't think we're never going to see him again in NASCAR. Yeah, and even if it's with a backmarker team, Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole with the, the CGR 2311 rumors and right. say, well, Matt Kenseth is still available. You know, Matt Kenseth has made it very clear. <laughs> yeah. He'd still like to race. That's true. And he did last year. So, I mean, I don't know how far we want to go into the rabbit hole here, but and I'm not going to make arguments. Yeah. I'm people. not trying to compare like Kenseth's career with Ryan Newman's career. They have different careers, but, but if I, you had to pick one, who are you signing? Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, but I did. I think I even compared Ryan Newman to a Matt Kenseth as a guy that's just kind of he'll retire or kind of be pushed out, but he'll always be in the back burner being like, hey, I'll come back and hop in a ride if y'all need somebody. I think he'll right. be a guy like that where you could just call him up and he's ready to go. But I do think the rumors kind of go and the silly season just keeps going deeper and deeper when you're like, OK, is Kurt? gonna be driving this other car which they've rumored now uh that's a totally interesting you know route to go because that's another driver kind of like brad who's on the tail end of his career championship driver can get it done for you um you know would he be looking at some kind of ownership in that team i don't know that's like a whole nother aspect but it could open up a seat yeah. for newman because you know the the Xfinity driver or like the younger driver that's going to be coming up is obviously um, um, Gibbs, uh, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And then we look in the future. Who's Ty Gibbs going to replace? Right. If yeah. He's going to go to Gibbs. We know that. But, but you will know? he go to 2311 even? I mean, right. And, and there's a whole rabbit hole. I love silly season for this reason. As we can sit here and argue points, it seems about once in every five years or so, we get a really, really good silly season like this. Right. Yeah. This, the last couple have been kind of like, okay, we know, we knew the Xfinity drivers that were coming up with like the Reddit class. We we're like, we know yeah. those are the three guys that are coming up. They're the best. Um, yeah. Now, now it gets very interesting because I think everyone sees Ty Gibbs as like the future. It's like that guy's going to be contending for championships someday, but he needs a little bit of time. I know he's 18. He looks like he's 12. Let's give him a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I think they are, to be fair. I think the fact that they're even like, hey, we're not even talking about Ty Gibbs for 2311 right now. We're talking about Kurt Busch. That I think, and I mentioned this for Ryan Newman before they brought up Kurt Busch, is like they might want to put in a veteran driver into 2311, kind of get it going a couple seasons. And then is Ty Gibbs ready? You know, after like two seasons, then he's yeah. just ready to go in cup. You put him right there. I don't know. This whole silly season thing is just like a rabbit hole. Yeah. And closer to the end of the season, we'll have a lot more to say about it. But yeah, the rumors right now with what's going to happen, um, because then I've heard uh, Matt Benedetto might be taking the two. What are your thoughts on that? 
I think that's a good move. Um, Matty D has really improved that 21 car from when Paul Menard and even for the most part when Ryan Blaney drove it. Granted, they did get a win with Blaney, had quite a bit of stage wins. Um, but Matty D is kind of quietly consistent. Um, he's been doing pretty damn good in that 21 car. So I wouldn't, um, I definitely wouldn't be, wouldn't be opposed to him going to the two car and seeing what he can do in stellar equipment. Um, I do think we'd see him get a win before the year is over, um, being that we still have two more restrictor plate races and he's been super, super close the last few. Um, so I'd be, I'd be super stoked for that two car. But do you think really, you think Manny D is like a championship contending? Cause Penske, you know, although Hendrick is the best team right now, without a doubt, Penske for the past couple seasons has been, has had like the, the strongest depth chart. I mean, they have they only have three cars instead of four, but all three cars can contend for a win any given week. I mean, the, that Penske team is dangerous. Do you think Matty D is really the guy that's going to keep that Penske team where it is right now, or do you think he's a filler guy? Uh, well, I'd lean towards filler guy just because I think it's going to take a couple years for Austin Cindric to get ready to yeah, you know be competitive in the answer. Cup Series. <laughs> um, I find I find very few people that would argue with that. Um, however, I still think he's good enough to get them the finishes that they're looking for. Um, he probably won't win a ton, but he'll still run up there with the crowd. Um, and I mean, y'all got to remember Casey Mears raced for Rick Hendrick. So, I mean that we've seen tons of filler guys in the past get right. stellar equipment rides and just kind of hold out for a couple of years until they can get something better. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on the Matty D thing. He has looked really good. So I'm not trying to downgrade his performances so far. Um, but I just I don't see Matty D taking that car. I, I mean, I see him maybe getting one win and even in that good equipment. I don't mean to sound like a dick or anything, but I think the answer is Cindric. You might be right, he's yeah. not ready yet. Long term is Cindric, absolutely. So so if that if that's their play, is like we'll, we just want to keep Matty D kind of in our camp for now. We'll put him in this ride because our driver's not ready yet. Uh, you know, I think that's fine. That's kind of sounds like what 2311 might be looking at doing as well. I think that's a fine move. I just think Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You know, I could be proven wrong. Maybe Matty D gets the two car and just dominates. And I'm like, well, fuck, yeah, well we were all yeah. wrong, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, and he's consistent enough to get it done. Um, he's still hanging up in the top 16 in points. He's been close a few weeks. He's nabbed a couple top fives. Um, so I'm definitely not disappointed with him. I mean, if you look him compared to Paul Menard in that equipment. Right. Yeah. I mean. You're comparing him to Paul Menard, though. <laughs> Once again, right. not trying to be a dick, but like, come apologize on. to the Paul Menard fans. All <laughs> yeah. Them. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, the silly season's heating up. Um, Nathan here said that uh, he thinks Ty Gibbs will replace Truex. He said in 23, but then he corrected himself and said 2024. Yeah, that's the other route that I'm thinking for Ty Gibbs is how much longer do we have with Martin Truex Jr., who obviously is an incredible driver, one of the best drivers like right now of this time period. Yeah, you need well, to replace and, him with a like really good up and coming, kind of like when Joey Logano came in, you know. Right. And Ty Gibbs is going to be like that, I think, when he comes in. So that would be a perfect way to fill that ride. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to go Truex. I mean, I'll even throw Kyle Busch in that ring. I think Kyle, Kyle Busch has got a long time. Maybe not with sub or super equipment. I just, I think, I, I see Kyle Busch as a guy that's like never going to give it up. On, I mean, no, I, don't, I don't know if he has a life outside of racing. Like, I don't know if he wants no, to he have definitely a life does outside it, of racing. But... His son now races. He's just like full on, like, I don't want to live a life without racing. I mean, I just look at the last two years with Kyle Busch and how he's been these last couple years as compared to the other Gibbs drivers. Um, and then compared to the Kyle Busch that we knew, you know, before 2020. I mean, yeah. Turex is still dominating. He's got it's three true. wins he's, this year already. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if Kyle isn't kind of getting shuffled around in that mix as well. Um, maybe not even to get fully kicked out of the 18 by that time, but definitely on a hot seat. So Nathan just brought up a point I was going to mention. Truex is like, I think, quite a bit older than Kyle Busch. That's my only concern is I agree. If you're with winning, you. you're winning. Yeah, but at a certain point, I think NASCAR is just like you're too old. Like, I, I don't know. It's uh, obviously we're about to talk about IndyCar. I noticed it's apparently different there. But it seems like yeah, NASCAR I, uh, really wants to push you out at a certain age. Once you're in that, like in those 40s, they're like, okay, this is your door out now. We'll see yeah. if you keep winning. Like, like you said, Truex has three wins. I mean, they're like, we'll keep you here if you keep getting that number of wins. Right. But the second you're not hitting those numbers, you're in your well, 40s, you're if gone. You're still getting those wins here in three years. And Kyle, is, true. Kyle will be 39, turning 40. He'll be in that same boat by that time. That's you know, true. Truex at that point will be Harvick's age now. Yeah, that's a good point. I just don't see it. I see Kyle Busch. I get that he looks different. And maybe it's just because I grew up in a different world where Kyle Busch just dominates. But mm-hmm. I can't see Kyle Busch staying in a slump. Like, I just know how talented of a driver he is and his like drive and passion to win. It's just hard to imagine a future where that's the case. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see something to watch definitely the next few years as to which seat he takes. Yeah. And I mean, Nathan, just about another good point. I, 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 the, their careers might parallel something like Jimmy Johnson, right? Where the the mm-hmm. last couple seasons, they're only there because they earned the right to be there kind of as long as they want. Yeah. But they're selling they're merch. clearly yeah. not the same driver they were and like, we're ready to kind of put you out. So that whole team is kind of set up like that. Hendrick is the complete opposite where they have like 20 plus years of this team lined up. Um, but Joe Gibbs. Yeah. They're, they're on the back end. I mean, I don't want to sound, you know, negative to Joe Gibbs. They're obviously a dominant team, but their whole team, pretty much their whole team is like on the back end of their careers. Yeah. Denny Hamlin's already a team owner. I mean, he's already got one foot out the door. Right. Let's be honest. Right. So, no, absolutely. So yeah, that'll definitely be interesting to see. Yeah, this this silly season is going to heat up. It's going to get wild. Uh, I'm gonna I, we're just going to have to start converting full episodes to silly season. 
the more this shit starts to go down because right, there's right. going to be a lot of news involved. And Colton, I know you host a podcast yourself now. You want to give a shout out to that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, check me out on Fan Fuel. Um, I am a co-host on that podcast with Alex Harrington and Nathan Ball, who's been chiming in here lately. Um, we definitely go a little bit more in depth as to the mechanical and the the properties of racing. Um, Nate and Alex are both huge open wheel fans. That's kind of where I get a lot of my indie car knowledge from. Um, is picking it up from those guys. Um, we do a lot of stuff like we did an episode all about mysteries and motorsports, where we kind of you know conspire and that we've had from it anything from lw right to the tony renna crash in any car um we just hit on what ifs and we did a whole episode on what if winston never left the sport or if they didn't ever join the sport to begin with um so we do have some abstract topics as compared so to chair stoner stoner nascar topics I definitely love yeah <laughs> we hey, put dude. on our tinfoil hats what if, like yeah. winston never left you know what what if winston combined with monster energy yeah yeah, and they own totally NASCAR. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I need great. to be part of that. You still haven't invited me to the show. We are still be... trying to figure out a couple dates. We're still going through uh, switching platforms here, um, and that's why we haven't had a ton of people on. Is we don't want to throw someone in the first week that we switch platforms and kind of, you know, we we want to test a few other things out okay. first. Um, I want to be on Justin those... Champagne on. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, he he was a good a good topic to uh, talk about for a little while with him and his eye race and. Um, and the famous Michael McDowell photo of him giving him the double bird at the all-star race. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a ton of fun. When I, come on, definitely... I want one of those like wild topics. I want one of those stoner theoretical topics. Well, I think we've already kind of played it to give you like, who are the best drivers in the world? Um, <laughs> no. We can sit and debate I know why you gave me that. <laughs> we got into an F1. argument about this. Yeah, that's why chat. you're putting me on that episode. You, um, son of a Alex, bitch. is super, super head on that like world rally drivers are the best in the world, which I mean, I, mm. I fully agree with. But um, I mean, we'll we'll, we have a whole notebook. Full of I'm gonna, stuff. We'll yeah, I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna do a deep dive into some research on that. Yeah. Um. I. I. Uh. I did used to go to rally cross races every year when they were held here in Austin. They don't do it anymore really? for whatever reason. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like half half on the asphalt and then like half on dirt with jumps and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Mini Coopers dominating. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't do it here anymore. Unfortunately, I have some merch and everything from that. Yeah. And I do do a ton of giveaways on Fan Fuel. Um. You I also do. have a giveaway for the end of this episode as well. If y'all listen for a code word at the end, um, I've got tons of NASCAR stuff that I need to give away. So all about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he really does for the audience listening. He's just constantly giving shit away. So yeah, listen to that. He'll be giving a code. Towards yeah. The I'll usually episode. do a code word. And if you get yeah. me with the code word, you win. Boom. There you go. So yeah, we'll keep do listening. it later in the podcast that I can do a visual. And unfortunately, that means you have to beat Nathan Grant because he is our number one fan and he definitely will get that code word immediately yeah. the second we say it. So he's probably going to get one more thing from Colton. Um, is what it is. Yeah. And just real quick before we move on, this episode is once again brought to you by Yeti Coolers. Uh, use our link for Yeti Coolers if you buy anything Yeti Coolers. No, no cool discount code or anything, but um, I get paid if you buy something, and I like money. So use that link and buy Yeti coolers. Uh, they, you know, they got the tumblers and everything. You don't have to buy like a four hundred dollar cooler. 
can just buy like a tumbler or something. Give me some money. I appreciate it. We're also brought to you by Yeet Sunglasses. You do get 10% off with our discount code, Chairgaten. No special link. Just go to their website, yeetsofficial.com. Promo code Chairgaten for 10% off. And those sunglasses are already pretty cheap. So, like, you're stealing those things. Dakota wears yeah. them all the time because he has a really ugly face and he likes to hide it. So, if you're ugly like Dakota, buy Yeet Sunglasses because they will cover up, like, your whole face. Um, Heck yeah. yeah, it's getting hot and sunny out. I might need to get me one of these. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Also, as Nathan pointed out, I don't know if they still do the NASCAR engraved cups. Honestly, I think they took them mm. off their website. I think you can only get those now on like NASCAR's website because they did have them on their website previously. But I think they've they don't even have them. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just remember that you said like the three one, and I got mm -hmm. that. But I looked for it again with this discount code and I couldn't for with my link and I couldn't find it. And I went to the NASCAR website and I had that. So don't buy that shit. Oh. If it's not on my link, just don't do it. You're wasting your money. Um, so anyway, <laughs> let's, let's get into the Indy 500. Speaking of old guys winning things, the Indy 500. Um, I watched the full thing. I rarely do. I know it's like a big thing. Everybody watches the Indy 500, mm -hmm. regardless of what you're a fan of F1 NASCAR drag racing i don't know whatever you like everybody seems to always watch the indy 500 every year i usually have it on i usually don't really pay attention to be honest because i just don't keep up with indycar i don't know any of the drivers i just don't really have any kind of investment in it this year i watched the whole thing i was texting colton the whole time because i'm like what's going on i don't know what yeah <laughs> the thing that kind of caught my eye was when i really started paying attention because there was no passing or anything at least early on and I was like, really, just more single file racing at Indianapolis? Is this really what I need in my life? But I started paying attention. I'm like, these guys are taking turns at like 220 miles an hour. That oh, is yeah. fucking insane. I don't know how that's physically possible, to be quite honest with you. Um, I did some research, found out about their little like the the like wings that they flip upside down to keep the car on the it's crazy so i wanted to have colton on to explain to me why i should pay more attention to indycar because i thoroughly enjoyed that race yeah so this year is my first full year of being invested into indycar um granted i've only seen a handful of races but they've only had a handful of races as well um but it is in my opinion the purest form of racing uh, in the national American market. Um, they, they don't have, okay. Stages. So not worldwide. You're just saying just in America in general. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you I have one that do you have one worldwide that you think is more pure? Probably F1 just because of the technological side of it. Um, does that make it more pure or does that take away from its purity? It, you could argue both. Um, in, in my opinion, it's more pure because the teams have more windows to do stuff. Um, but in okay. terms of American IndyCar is definitely the, the top of the list for me. Um, they don't have the stages. I mean, it's, you see the strategy play out over the course of the whole race. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw it in the first race of the year where fuel strategy was a huge thing going on at Baxter. Um, and then again, in the Indy 500, where you saw a lot of teams trying to cut out a whole pit stop of their race by stretching the fuel a little bit longer. Um, and that's why we saw a lot of the single file racing earlier on in the race is because they were just trying to, you know, stay half throttle, kind of like they do at Daytona Talladega. Right. Where if you're yep. in the pack, you save the fuel. Or Indianapolis, the Brickyard 400. Indianapolis, NASCAR. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so 
that was something I think I got more intrigued by the later the race went on because I didn't understand that, I guess, you know, to begin with. I didn't really understand how their pit strategies work in IndyCar. But the more the commentary was talking about it and following these guys and saying, like, this is kind of when they're going to pit, like, this is where they're going to be. You know, I yeah. really was like, I, I appreciated their commentary and the broadcasting because as a person that doesn't follow any car, I don't know anything about those cars. I just know what a race should <laughs> look like. Right. Um, I really got to understand it more and more throughout the race. And yeah. so I appreciated that aspect so much of that race. Yeah. And Lee Diffie does a fantastic job of walking you through everything and explaining the strategies and explaining why they're doing this, why they're not doing this. Um, and it, it, it really paints a good picture for fans that are just watching for the Indy 500, as well as for the fans that watch every single IndyCar race. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree, like the just watching the broadcast of that um, and then flipping over to the Coke 600. I mean, night and day. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss what we did and did not like about it, because I think yeah. we actually have different opinions there. But just in terms of how they they um, keep up with the actual race, like where the camera is angled and who they're following on the track, that was night and day. I mean, yeah. I feel like watching the Coke 600, watching anything Fox NASCAR the past couple weeks, I feel like I'm going to have a seizure. They're cutting back and forth so quick. Uh, I mean, I think they're they're making mistakes half the time. They'll show like the race leader for one second and then flip to somebody else. And be like, yeah. oh, this battle's going on here. Oh, this battle's going on here. Here's a replay of that battle that you just missed because we were on this one. Yeah. And I'm like, where yeah. am I right now? Just like figure yeah. it out. Well, and and to your point, in IndyCar, I mean, I understand how it could be even confusing because towards the end of the race, they were following um Polo, Castroneves, and Patty Award, um, instead of following Rosenquist and Sato, who were actually leading the race, but then they kind of chimed in every once in a while and explained it. Okay, well, these two dudes have to pit. Right. Um, I had my dad call me at one point and he goes, Sato's gonna win this race. I was like, No, he's not. Like, you gotta you gotta listen a little bit more here, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah, and I appreciate that. It helped me yeah, you know, kind they were of showing understand. the race for the win instead of the race for the lead currently. Right. I, I really, really liked. Which you can always also tell uh a novice nascar fan viewer right when they see somebody in the lead and they're like oh bubba wallace is leading the race you know he's right. dominating and it's like no it's pit strategy like he stayed out when everybody else went in he's about yeah. to be back in like 20 something because yeah, he's gonna you have completely to missed the points here yeah. <laughs> right and nascar does a, and i'm not blaming those fans because like they probably just don't understand yet yeah uh, they haven't been watching long enough it it's on the broadcasters to explain that to say this is why he's winning right now like he's really not winning the race i know he looks like it but here's what's happening here's the guys you know when they come out we're gonna see you know where where people are gonna be um right nascar yeah. does do that exiting pit row which is nice i just feel like right car did such a better job of explaining the full thing and like how it plays out throughout the race not just like the race off pit you know yeah I mean, so what did you think of the strategies and how they unfolded for the full race? And will you be an IndyCar fan moving forward, um, even if it's just to watch the oval races? Yeah, I mean, I, it made me interested. Like, I'm interested. I'm, I'm intrigued. And um, as a person that's defended stage racing since they brought it in, uh, I don't defend 
competition cautions and just mm-hmm. essentially unnecessary cautions. I don't think any race fan um, defends that in any way, but I have defended stage racing like the whole time where I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It keeps the races close. But after watching that race, I'm like, wait, why do I like stage racing again? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, and we were in the group <laughs> chat and I mentioned like NASCAR can keep the points as long as they don't throw a caution. Like, I think that just throws all strategy out the window at that point. Yeah. But even still, it's like, then what's the point of the points? I don't know. Is there yeah. a better system for the points? Um... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. It's weird. Yeah, it made me well, rethink the whole the whole concept. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I mean, it was great seeing those strategies play out for the full 200 laps instead of just for a stage run. Um, right. Which again, I'm a huge fan of. I really saw that the first race of the year at Baxter, um, as I mentioned before, where you saw the fuel strategy come down to the very last lap, um, where Will Power had saved his tires a whole bunch and was trying to catch Polo and Patty Award was in there. It was, it was a super super good good race. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the broadcast is when they said Will Power, which is one of the coolest names of all time. Will Power I mean, has no power. Yeah. yeah, they said Will Power has, has lost his brakes. Tough break for Will Power. And I was like, tough break for Will Power because he lost his brakes. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're just trolling everyone at this point, but that is yeah. some funny shit. I love the name Will Power. I don't know anything about that guy. I've heard of like Dixon. What is that? Scott Dixon or something? I've heard uh, his Dixon. name. Yeah. I've heard... um. Was it New Garden? New. Yep, Joseph New Garden. Joseph. Okay. Yeah, I've heard like those names before. To be honest, I didn't know the winner. I didn't. You've know. never Elio Castroneves. I've he heard his. Name. No, I've heard his name like in yeah. racing, but like I don't know anything about him. Like he I used just, to be I've a Penske driver, and so he used to be teammates with Will Power and everything. He used to drive this neon yellow number three, um, Indy car, and then he kind of stepped away. I don't know if he lost his ride or if he. I I think he just lost his ride. Um, but he started doing sports cars and he now just comes back for kind of one-offs here and there. Um, but Elio is a legend in the sport. Obviously he just won his fourth Indy 500. So we joined the names of like fear or Foyt's mirrors. Um, Unser um, is the one of the premier Indy 500 drivers in history. Yeah. And I really liked, um, was that Connor Daly when he was leading and everybody just erupted yeah. in applause because he's like yeah. the hometown kid. I was like, that's a cool storyline. I kind of hope yeah. he wins. But the the way it played out and who the winner was, it was just so perfect. I mean, a scene like that kind of makes me think about what, what was the race in NASCAR um, that everybody tuned in in like America and got NASCAR famous. You, you know what I'm talking about? 79 Daytona 500. 
was that it when it just yeah, like that's a big one yeah yeah when it just happened to be like playing at the right time on television and they mm-hmm. nascar really never got that publicity and everybody was just like i'll watch it and then that turned everybody into like nascar fans yeah something like this kind of makes me think of that i don't know if indycar is always this good but just as a race fan in general a person that doesn't keep up with indycar at all tuning in and watching this um and it play out to be such a good race the storyline was great I, I wasn't not invested in any of this. And at the end, I'm like rooting for the guy that won. And I'm like, yeah. I love this guy. This is my guy. Um, yeah. it, I just feel like that's the type of thing that IndyCar needs to kind of take yeah. off a little bit. And and no better stage to do it than the Indy 500 when you right. have so many people watching um, and attending the race. Um, it's still the world's largest single day sporting event ever. I mean, it blows all other is it still i hear i hear that but is it really still there's like that's 500 like, that's like nascar people. that's like yeah. nascar fans still trying to say like oh we're still one of the top sports because you know full capacity we're at over a hundred thousand it's like yeah but yeah indy 500 blows everyone out of the water i think they have like one hundred and eighty thousand capacity and they fill that and then plus you add in all the people in the infield and then around the track it's like my grandma went to it a few years ago and she said there was at least four hundred thousand people there and i was like Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did look like a shit ton of people, no doubt. Yeah, I've actually heard from um, I've heard that it's better to watch it on TV. That the atmosphere yeah. there is fun, but if you want to enjoy the race, it actually you don't get to see much of it. Just the way the track is laid out and the grandstands and such. Yeah, and and Indy's a little different than like Talladega for NASCAR fans because Talladega you can at least see the backstretch. Yeah, if you're um, sitting up high, you can you can still kind of see the backstretch, and you're like, you can okay, kind of follow them, my, or in the corner, my guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Indy, you can't see shit on the backstretch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed why that it's different being there. I noticed that when I was at Coda, I was like, okay, road courses are not very fun to attend. I know that yeah. that's not a road course, but in comparison, I was like, I think I'd rather watch this at TV. But then I heard everybody complain about the the Fox, the way that they followed the car. So I was like, all right, never mind. I guess I saw just yeah. as of you. Um, so as somebody that's been following IndyCar, was this just an incredible race? Or is this something that I could expect from IndyCar going forward? Don't set your expectations too high. Um, but this is definitely something to expect from IndyCar um, in comparison. Um, because IndyCar does have, in my opinion, sometimes better finishes. Um, granted, you still get the guys that go out and completely dominate and whoop ass all race. Um, however, you definitely see the strategies play out a little bit more. And because the cars are so so much alike, it's definitely dependent more on the drivers than, say, NASCAR, where you have to throw the equipment in there. Um, I, I would say this is definitely one of the better races. Probably once in every five, ten years we get an Indy 500 like this. Um, but even at that, it still blows any crown jewel race of NASCAR out of the water, in my opinion. Okay. So that's going to be, I think the discussion moving forward is, so this is a crown jewel race. Nobody would argue that. Um, I hear, you know, what are considered crown jewel races? A lot of people are like, NASCAR doesn't even have a crown jewel race. Uh, if you consider it worldwide, like the Indy 500 and maybe, maybe like the Rolex 24, are like the two American crown jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of NASCAR fans seems like most NASCAR fans consider the Coke 600, a crown jewel race for NASCAR. Um, would you consider the Coke 600 a crown jewel race? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Just in general, all racing or just NASCAR? 
No, just now. I don't think NASCAR has a worldwide crown jewel race. You could okay. argue the Daytona 500, but even at that, it's still more of a niche American market than it is worldwide. Okay. So what would be like some other NASCAR crown jewel races? Uh, for me, it's Daytona 500. It's the Coke 600. Um, it would be the Bristol night race. And then I would throw probably one of the Talladega races in there, or yep. I mean, probably that spring Martinsville race. I'm, I'm a huge short track guy. Um, so I would definitely throw one of them in. Okay. I've heard fans also argue like the second Daytona race is also one, but yeah, no, I, okay. I'm kind of, I, I think I agree with you, um, pretty much on all those crown jewel races as well. So this Coke 600 is considered a crown jewel race. Did it feel like a crown jewel race? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> and it really hasn't for about the last five years. Can you hear that dog whining in the yeah. background? Yeah. I'm I'm watching my friend's dog. They they just had a baby, so shout out to Mike and Victoria. Love your baby. It's super cute. Uh, we're watching their dog. Hold on, let me bring that thing in here. It literally will cry unless it's sitting on someone's lap. Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna take a leak. No, you have to talk while I do ah, this. Yeah, okay. We we'll can't just we'll leave. Swap. We'll swap. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we can't just leave? Oh, God damn it. Well, y'all shout out me on Twitter. I guess I'll do my giveaway real quick. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Cranmore Colton, I do have a kick-ass giveaway this week. Uh, I'm going to be giving out this Dale Jr. little beanie baby here. Um, got Dale on the oh. front. Oh, which leg am I on here? Okay. Bernhard Jr. Okay. Still got the tags on it. Okay. So kick-ass giveaway. If y'all tweet at me, not in the comments oh, here, first person to tweet at me with the code word chairgating, no G. You see this thing? You will win this little bear here. You can win this little dog too if y'all want. <laughs> you just give away your buddy's I'm dog. I'm giving away my buddy's dog. <laughs> Do you see how it freaks out when it, you just Yeah, you just you leave don't it love alone it for 30 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds. I was telling my wife, a lot of people have like emotional support dogs. This dog needs emotional support humans. <laughs> yeah, you just wear like it has legit best. panic attacks if humans are not constantly touching it. I'm not even its owner. And look at how desperate it is for my affection. You're right. Jesus. I just did my giveaway, so I got my phone on me. Oh. Okay. Know if you saw it, little Dale Jr. Bear. Damn, that's tag. dope. Damn, I missed the I missed the the yep. code word, so I can't even win it. Um Nathan, his Southern NASCAR 500 I'd fight you on. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's, that's Daytona. So the Daytona 500, the Coke 600. Southern I might consider the Southern 500 actually. It's a, I mean, it's a historic race, you know, because I feel I, like I get the to history. be a crown jewel, you have to be historic also. Granted, it, it's interchangeable, but I'd still throw one of the Talladega races in there just because it's Talladega. When non NASCAR fans think of NASCAR, they always ask me, well, Talladega, that's, that's yeah. Good point. So, so for crown jewel, a big part of that seems for you to be just like the attendance, the audience, the, the interest. Yep. Okay. Okay, um, so this Coke 600, it seems, has been widely considered just a failure. Um, yeah. I know you tweeted out something that you would, like, fight people that voted yes on Jeff Gluck's poll. Yep. Have you had to fight anybody yet? Uh, I haven't found anyone specifically, but I'm sure I could go through his the comments in the poll. Yeah, not many people are publicly admitting that they liked it. 48% yes, 52% no. How do you feel about those results? Eh. Yeah. 
I think so, so a lot of people's issue with saying that this was or wasn't a good race is the domination. I have no problem with one car going out and just kicking absolute ass for a race. That's what the fastest car is supposed to do. Right. Um, I do have a problem with the package being slot cars. Um, my buddy Alex was at the race, and at one point he's like, yeah, one of the Rick Ware cars just slammed into Quinn Huff or vice versa, and neither car even looked like they got hit. You know, And so I, I, I definitely yearn for the whole drivers on the edge of control kind of thing. Um, and I think at some point, I mean, NASCAR definitely looks at that Gluck pole and sees was this a good race or not. We have to start voting no if we really don't like this package and get this thing out. Well, I mean, back, or at least I mean, the lack of I control back. I don't think anybody has a problem voting no in NASCAR. That seems to me. <laughs> I, I think no, most well, most people are willing to say I fucking hate this when it comes to a NASCAR fan base. And, and the point I'm trying to make is I think most people voted yes because they assume people were voting no because of the domination. Yeah. Okay, um, I could see that because I'm sure a lot of the comments talk about that as well, where they're like, yeah. nobody, there was no lead changes, stuff like that. And so you just want to make it known like that is not the reason. So it's kind of like, fine. yeah, it was kind of like, um, it's kind of like in South Park when they, their flag is just like the, the village people hanging a black guy. And so they want to, sure. the progressives of South Park want to change the flag because they're like, it's offensive. And then the conservatives are like, no, it's our history. And then the Klan comes and the Klan's like, damn right, keep the flag. And then the conservatives are like, well, we don't want to keep it if you want to keep it. We're not trying yeah. to be like yeah. that. So you're I like, mean, you're the yeah. town conservatives right now. You're like, don't associate me with those guys. We right. might agree that, you know, that we don't like it. This is a shitty race, but I don't agree with their points that like seeing right. one car dominate is terrible. Yeah, um, I just watch a lot of South Park. My entire life yeah. revolves around like either Seinfeld or South Park, you know. I can't say that we've never had a South Park reference on Fan Fuel. Oh boy, get me on, get me on. It's just, it's always sunny. South Park, Seinfeld, The Office. Those are the things I burned through. Were you one of the people that like loves How I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother, Die Hard. Oh, yep. You know what, let's do a whole episode discussing <laughs> this because I will break you down. Seinfeld is great, fantastic. Um, it's always sunny, fantastic. I your mother is just mine that I cling on to, like some people do with The Office or Friends. Yeah, and Friends is also not a good show. So yeah, Friends, good job. Friends blows. Yeah. You, so, yeah. All right, we won't go down this rabbit hole. Anyway, um, yeah. Would you would would? So are you saying it's just the package? It's just the horsepower. You don't like yeah. this package, and you think it's producing poor racing. I would think it's the package and then the broadcast. Okay. Um, at least the broadcast could kind of be filled in if the package would change. Okay. Um, because I didn't think it was that bad. I did not think it was like the worst thing, which it seems like you do. I thought it was fine. I would like it to be better and I would like a different package. And that's where I agree with you. It's, it's right. the package. I think I'm more aligned with that. And like you said, I, I could care less if Kyle Larson dominates and wins the race. I have no problem seeing that as a race fan. That's to be expected uh, in a majority of races if it's pure racing. You know what I mean? Right. So I got no problem there. I do agree. I do. I don't. I'm not a fan of this package. Uh, I don't think it was the worst, but I would like to see them not use this package again, specifically right. for the Coke 600. I mean, um, and yeah, I agree the broadcast because like 
Nathan here who was there. He was saying like he in person, it was actually a really fun race to attend and they had a really good time. He was there with Dakota. They had a really good time. They said there was a lot of action on the track. And so it seems apparent this entire season, me and Dakota have been talking about this every time we go to a race, because me and Dakota have both been to three or four races now each mm -hmm. this season. And we'll always come back and be like, man, that was a fun race. And everybody that watched it on TV was like, yeah. that was a dog shit race. You know, Atlanta was a great example. We both really enjoyed Atlanta, but everybody that watched on TV hated it. So I yeah. do think there is something to be said about the broadcasting too. When you actually attend a race, you not to mention the atmosphere alone, but you get to watch the full race and it's so much more enjoyable. Right. You get, you get to pick what you watch. Um, I've used this argument too, that when I go to a short track race, I don't just watch the leader. Oh no. The track. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's what the broadcast does. Right. Um, that's I why short track racing is awesome. When you get to right. see the whole thing, you just right. watch wherever the battles are. I wish they'd keep that camera angle that they have on restarts where they zoom out and show more than just two cars on the screen. Um, and I made that comment several times to my family that was sitting there. I was like, man, I wish they'd keep that because watching the five car just absolutely kick marbles on everyone. That wasn't fun. Um, and then you right. add in the, the chuckle joke, huck joke fest that, that the Fox broadcast has kind of become. And it turns and, uh, a decent race into a shitty one. And I think Nathan made a good point. Every time they would cut to, you know, second, third, fourth, th those battles were a lot of fun. Kyle Busch battling the entire Hendrick team. Like, oh, yeah, that seemed to be a really fun battle. And then they would just cut away. And I'm like, that's what I want to see. That's the best battle of this race. Yeah. Kyle Larson's killing it. That's fine. Let him go. Like, let's focus on everybody else that's battling in this race because Kyle Busch was doing awesome. I mean, he was oh, taking yeah. on a whole team by himself. Like, yeah. that was a lot of fun to watch. Like, yeah. that, that was a good storyline in the race. And, and that's the type of thing that I really enjoyed about the Indy 500, as we mentioned, where they weren't just like, oh, this guy's in the lead. We're going to follow him. They're like, these are the contenders. These are the guys that are battling. You know, these right. are the people that you want to watch. Here you go. Um, one thing where we do disagree on the broadcast is you hate the Jay Leno and the Clint Boyer humor. I think it's fucking hilarious. I love it. I want just Jay Leno uh, and Clint Boyer. I keep love it. Keep in the free it. race. No, I think it's fun. I honestly, I, I the thing that a lot of people seem to like about the Indy 500 broadcast, and I'm sure you're like the stan of this, is like the professionalism, the gloriness. Honestly, I could care less about that stuff. I get that it's like historical and it's supposed to be nice. It's like the, the Kentucky Derby too. Like, I just don't care about the pageantry. I... Right honestly kind of like the funny people fucking around up at the top like i personally i enjoy it i get i'm probably in the mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Unpopular opinion on this. 
I, I mean, I could care less if it's supposed to be a crown jewel race. Give me an entertaining yeah. race. Give me some entertaining people in the booth. Jeff Gordon knows so much about NASCAR, yeah. but Jeff Gordon by himself in that booth would be a dud, and I'd be put to I would have liked it more had Jay Leno tried to call the NASCAR race for 10 minutes. And granted, I think he actually yeah. knows quite a bit. I mean, he's a huge car person. Like, I think he... I think he knows more than decent. he let on. Yeah. Right. Um, My thing whole... is, I think how it could have been better is if they didn't keep the camera on him. Because if you notice, they kept the camera on him, and he's watching the race while he's telling the jokes. They should have kept the camera on the race and just had him telling jokes right. in the background. I think that would have been better. And, and that would have been a little bit better than... And you can tell relevant yeah. jokes to the race even. You know, like his sex joke was kind of relevant. I mean, he was saying like, you know, race cars are are like sex. Like every guy thinks they're good at it, but they're usually not. Because they were yeah, telling him like, yeah. we'd love to see you in the car. He's like, I'd be terrible in the car. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm good, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's the same yeah. thing with Clint. I like Clint, how he just kind of brings lightheartedness to it. Whereas... See, and I'm... I'm really not a fan of Clint Boyer in the booth the more this goes on. Um, just because if you look at Fox in the last couple of years, they were at least a little bit more serious and then cracked their jokes along the way where I, Clint, I feel like Clint is like 30 seconds of serious and then like half an hour of just jokes and then constantly feeding off the fight at Phoenix. <laughs> like I think yeah. that's, that's most of it. Personally, I enjoy that, but that's fine. We have a difference. My dogs yeah. are freaking out in the background again. All right. You go pee. You take your pee break. Who? Thank you. <laughs> I I don't know what to do with these dogs. I have three dogs in this damn apartment, and just anyone that walks by, for my audience that's listening, anyone that walks by, my dogs just do this. I don't know what to do. Hey, cool it. That's the best I got. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. So once again, just want to mention that this episode is brought to you by Yeti Coolers. Um, go by Yeti with the link that is in the description. It is also brought to you by Yeats Sunglasses. You get 10% off with the discount code CHAIRGATEN. Uh, they're great sunglasses. They're a lot of fun. They're really good for races, and you'll look really cool when you wear them. Hey! That's the best I got. That's the best I got, people. I don't know what to do. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. I don't know what to do with any of these dogs. So I don't know if Colton is back or not because his camera is shaking, but apparently it takes him forever to pee. That's fine. So we talked about the Indy 500. We've talked about the Coke 600, you know, are they crown jewel races? Um, it seems we all agree that the Coke 600 is crown jewel race for NASCAR specifically. The Indy 500 is just a crown jewel race in general in the racing world. I would argue, I know Colton argues differently. I would argue that the, the, uh, Indy the Daytona 500 would be a crown jewel race worldwide. I'm sure only NASCAR fans think that, but that's my opinion. Um, I got a couple notes sent to me from Dakota because he was actually at the race and he's not able to attend. So he, his notes. <laughs> yeah. Your cat's playing with the computer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They play with the cord here. Um, I unplugged it. We're good. Some of the things, some of the things that Dakota mentioned for, from attending the race was the Coke 600. That was my bucket list race. 
one of my top five. I think it was like my number two or three. And he said, it, confirmation, it is a bucket list race. He said everyone should attend. Mm -hmm. um, have you been to the Cook 600? Uh, I have only been to one NASCAR race ever. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Okay. Um, yeah, he mentioned confirmation. Coke 600 bucket list. Everybody should go. I can't wait to go. I got family all over North Carolina. I can't believe I've never been. Um, he also mentioned practice and qualifying. I mean, we haven't discussed that. That's back. Yeah. Well, I miss practice and qualifying every week. Oh, okay. Well, it's back. So, well, yes, yeah. <laughs> for the <laughs> for the for the fans, time being, yeah, yeah, for the fans that like actually do like it, um, we do need to hear what I think it was Talladega, right? Yep, 2019 fall Talladega. Um, for those of you that know me, I'm a Blaney fan, um, and that race got rained out, so I had to listen to Blaney win when I was on the road back home. I was in Kansas City when the checkered flag dropped. I was pissed because I couldn't see him win. Yeah, I was I was at that race, so. Um, yeah. and the, yeah. the Brennan gone crash would have been literally like right in front of where I was standing at the race. Damn. So you went yep. and still didn't even get to see the finish. I got to see 55 laps. I got to see your first only stage. damn. Yep. Um, Dakota also mentioned that the pre-race ceremonies were the most badass I've ever seen. American flag emoji, American flag emoji, American flag emoji. I would absolutely believe that. Yeah. Coke 600 does a fantastic job of the pre-race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Memorial, uh, you know, they kept going back to the, the fallen veterans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Some of the stories that they tell are like kind of brutal. I'm like, damn man. You know, yeah, they like, told the story of the guy jumping on the grenade. Jumping on the grenade? Like, man, oh, like, I know. I was like, dude, that guy needs his own movie. That's yeah, crazy. For real. Like good on them for celebrating his life. But like, Holy shit. <laughs> they went all they they're like they're, we're gonna go yeah. there. I kind of appreciate it. They're like, we're not sugarcoating this. That's what we're here for. Yeah. These dudes like this that sacri literally sacrificed their life. Um yeah. Yeah. yeah some absolutely. of them some of them I was like, God, whoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they mentioned it though. Yeah, they definitely did do a good job. Um, he also these are quotes, by the way. This is what he sent me. Quote. Full fucking stands, exclamation point, packed house, exclamation point. It did look very full. Uh, I saw, oh, yeah. I think it was, I think it was Bob Pachris that said um, it was actually like 60 to 80%. Technically, it wasn't 100%. But they also said that about the Talladega that I was at just recently. Mm -hmm. And that felt, a hundred. I mean, that felt like 90% at least. They said it was like 60%. And I was like, this ain't 60%. They must be fudging those numbers because of COVID or something. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, that race looked, I would say at least 80%. I mean, they said 60 to 80. It looked at least 80, in my opinion. I don't know if they're also kind of infield attendance or stuff like that, but and that could have been. Being that they weren't camping in the infield, that probably right. took a, a, a divot out of it. Yeah. Um, and Dakota, I think actually did like go back and rewatch the race and so he said the fox coverage fails another reason to watch in person battles all over however hard to pass uh that was yeah. uh, an issue i did see a lot of people kind of mentioning was you know although it wasn't hard to pass or although there wasn't a lot of passes necessarily kyle larson kind of getting stuck behind lapped cars and losing all momentum 
they're saying that is also an issue that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, and I think that feeds more into the, it's hard to pass. Like if the fastest car in the track can't pass the slowest car in the track without having to work on them for half a lap, right. That, that feeds in, that shows you there's an issue. Yeah. I think that showed the issue probably the most when that yeah. happened. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is, thank you, Nathan, for bringing up my streaming service idea is yeah, they could have just done an opening ceremony. So like not even an hour, yeah. they, they could show everything. I mean, you just keep the camera rolling for a streaming service. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I mean, it, any crown jewel race and asked her deems a crown jewel race should have the extended pre-race coverage. Um, I would have loved to have had that on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in between the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 that we had what, right. like two, three hours or something in between. And I was like, what am I supposed to do yeah. for this time? I kind of just, I planned the whole day. I told my wife, like, this whole day, I'm watching racing. She wanted to clean and do all this. Stuff. I was like, we'll do all that all the other days of the week or the weekend. Right. This, this day, one day a year. It's right. It's 1,100 miles of racing that I have to watch, you know? Right. Um, and yeah. she's obviously super supportive. She knows about the podcast. So she's not like she argued with me or anything. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it's you have those couple hours, and she even said, like, what do you do? Can you like do something in this time? And I was like, Well, I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't want to get up from the couch. Like, my plan was just to sit here. So now I have this time in between. So yeah, if they filled that with some kind of like actual ceremony, showed everything, yeah. that would have been nice. Well, yeah, and that's what they do for their Daytona 500. They'll go almost all the way through the field and interview the guys and tell yeah. their stories and show their cars and I would have loved to have had that on the background while I was grilling some hot dogs um, or, you know, smoking some ribs or, you know. Yeah. And uh, just to wrap this episode up, what do you put on your hot dogs? We had this discussion. We've had this discussion. I know Jacob wants to hear it. He's, he's big on this. (laughs) He keeps asking us what we put on our hot dogs. Shout out Jacob. What do you put on your hot dogs? Mustard relish. And then I usually do a diced onion if it's available, if not jalapenos. Okay, so like if you're at a baseball game, that sounds like a baseball yep. game hot dog. Okay. Yep. yep. I'm at a baseball game. Yeah, it's mustard and jalapenos every time. Yep. Um, and, and chili's a whole different ball game. Jacob right. That one up. Yeah, because he brought up chili, and I was like, well, okay. Now if we're chili's talking available, about, I'll get it. Yeah. We're talking about like chili cheese dogs and everything. Like, yeah. Because what is it like Carolina style where it's like chili, mustard, onions, mm-hmm. slaw, I think is also that's yep. really, really good. But you have to like go to a place that makes it like that. I think cookouts might do those. Um, yeah. And one thing that's not a lot of other people do, but it's really popular here in Central Texas, not even all over Texas, but specifically Central Texas, is sausage wraps. That's what we make when mm. we tailgate. That's like our go-to thing. Not we don't even fuck with hot dogs. It's no. always a sausage wrap. What's a sausage wrap? Yeah, I figured I'm gonna need to explain yeah. this. So it is the perfect blend of Central Texas culture. It is German mixed with Mexican. And that makes Central Hmm. Texas uh, to a T. And so it is a sausage, like a German would make, wrapped in a tortilla. And that's it. And almost always the only condiment you put on it is mustard. It's pretty much the only thing people will have for you to put on it. Maybe jalapenos or like a Tabasco hot sauce if you want it spicy. But it's super simple to make. You know, you got your grill, you just grill up the sausages, tortilla on there real quick, one side, one side, boom, wrap it up. And then you wrap it in tinfoil and throw it on. And you can make a million of them in two seconds. 
they're delicious. So try it out. Uh, yeah, I'll have um, to try one. I mean, uh, it's so specific, I think, to Central Texas. Because when I went to college in Houston, even people in Houston, Texas, were like, I don't know what a sausage wrap is. But it's so common here that that's all we'll make for tailgates. So, Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't specific to here, but give it a try. Um, Nathan says that he puts mustard mayo ketchup. I think he's, this has got to be a joke, right? I've heard from Ken Schrader that grilled hot dogs with mayonnaise is one of the best things. Okay, I first, tried of all, it yet. first of all, I think mayonnaise is disgusting. Um, See, I put mayonnaise on my burgers. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. I put, I put mustard good. on my burgers. I stick with mustard all the way through except French fries. That get, French fries is like ketchup's only for French fries essentially. No, and I'll put ketchup on my burgers. I won't do a lot of ketchup like McDonald's, right? You go get a burger from McDonald's. It's I'll tons eat of ketchup, it if it's got it. Right, I'll eat it if it's got it, but like mostly it's gonna be just mustard. Um, yeah, that's like what Waterburger and like Sonic do. They do like mustard on their burgers. Maybe it's a very Texas thing. I don't know. Any kind of meat, I'm usually gonna go mustard, French fries, <laughs> ketchup. Yep, mayonnaise, mustard. Touch ketchup, and then if it's available, lettuce, onion, tomato. Yeah, like, I'll load that thing up. Onion rings, shit, throw them on. I just, I just don't like, uh, I don't like ketchup on my hot dog either. I, I'm just not a fan. And I'll, I'll have ketchup on there once in a while if, like, I only have ketchup and mustard to choose from. I'll do like a tiny little line of ketchup just to add a different flavor in there. But usually, mm. I'll just do like if I'm at home, I'll do mustard, relish. Um, and then usually a jalapeno or a diced onion or something. Looks like you're not very popular on the show. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> My dude. I know. Wow. I'm deleting really you like on that. Facebook. Right? Of all the people that we're going to hate, Jacob's the guy. It's probably just because you didn't say that you love hot dogs the way he likes hot dogs. So, yeah. And let's be Colton, fair. Jacob and I beef more than me and you do. Yeah. Well, I'm, although I'm a cynical asshole and a contrarian. I think I'm at least more level-headed than Jacob. Let's be <laughs> honest. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, come <Jacob>. on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll settle this uh, in the private chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming on, Colton. Once again, always a friend of the show. Um, Penelope says hi if you're watching yep. this on still YouTube. still working on another Jeopardy game, so we will definitely have to Yeah, get, we need to figure that got, out. I've got two done now. I'm still working on another three. Um so, I mean, they'll be all over the place here, hopefully, by the end of the summer. You want to do one more shout-out for your uh, podcast? I want everybody to start yeah. listening to your show. Yeah, is it a podcast? It do you do audio also, or is it just video? It's only audio right now. We're trying to get to video, and that's kind of where the whole, like, changing platforms comes in. Um, but it's Fan Fuel Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I think we're on Anchor as well now. Um, or on Twitter, Fan Fuel Podcast, capital F, capital F, capital P, and then tag the number one on the end. Um, like I said, I do giveaways every week, just like this one that no one has won yet. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun on there. Okay. Well, if it makes you feel any better. I think Colton, Nate's a little biased too. Colton over Dakota. Oh, that's um, Nathan Grant, not Nathan yeah. Ball. Never mind. No, that's Nathan Grant. That's one of Dakota's friends. That just goes to show you how how sincere he really is. So um, Nathan, tweet at me with chair gating and I'll send you that bear. Oh, he uh, will. He's won some of your shit before, so I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah, um, I got his address saved. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. So yeah, thanks for coming on once again. Brought to you by Yeti coolers uh, and Yeats sunglasses. 
If you just want to look really cool with products that start with Y, listen to our podcast because that's all we have here. Um, Yeah, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Colton, once again, thanks for coming on. And next episode will probably be Thursday since we did a Monday episode. So look for us Thursday nights. Hopefully Dakota's back or he just never comes back ever again. (laughs) So thanks a lot. Peace. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.